Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show... We have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Best Show. Yeah, I can hear I, I can hear music or something. Oh man, if you didn't know better, you would think that was like Clyde Stubblefield and Jabo Stogs from James Brown's band, right? Oh no, no, no! It's, it's not though. It's not. No, I know it's not. No, it sounds like somebody is. Uh, it sounds like somebody's just recording whatever is being played at a guitar center. What? It sounds like somebody's just rolling tape on whatever is being played at Guitar Center. No, man! That's 51977 Fox Theater. Listen to it, Oh, I can't, I can't please. Caller. Hello? What is I'd love it? to let it play for the next 13 minutes. It's not done yet. Uh, no, please, please don't. Wait, wait I, I think I know who this is. You'll never guess who this is. You call, you're, I, you're with your voice and you're playing the Grateful Dead over the phone. There's one more element to my personality. And I heard a, yeah, there we go. I think those three add up. Is this Bryce? Wow. Oh, Rice Prefontaine. Oh. Man, it's oh. been a long time. Has been a long time. Are you sure you don't want me to continue playing that? It's dancing in the streets. Who doesn't want to hear the dead do Motown? <laughs> me. I don't. Why? I, because it doesn't sound like Motown. Oh, man. It just, it sounds, yeah. So, uh. Is it because the snare drums are so baggy? So, so like, so like loose? Lifeless. Yeah. It sounds like, it just sounds like, uh, it sounds like no town, not Motown. <laughs> well said. I'm going to write that down. The sound of no town. I love it, man. Are you, I mean, I'll be glad to play the next 13 minutes of No, it. that's okay. That's okay, Bryce. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Bryce, it's been like, Two years at least since since we last talked, right? I, I think it has been, yes. 
What what what's been going on? What what have you been up to? Oh, you know, man, just keeping it chill, catching grooves, fixing roofs. <laughs> Actually, I, I haven't been fixing roofs. I just needed something to rhyme with grooves. Yeah. So you went with fixing roofs. I could have. What else could I have said? Doing who? Uh, smoking doobs. Smoking do Well, that's that's implied. Yeah, I uh, guess it is implied. Chewing uh, horse hooves. I don't know how to get into that. Yeah, though. exactly. Who, uh, shoot, and I think it's hooving is what they, they call. Look, it's fine. You didn't. That's where the word the hooving comes in. It comes from. I think it. Okay, I have no it idea. It behooves that horse to have that hoove. Uh huh. So, yeah. So, oh, so, so what have I been up to? Yeah. Well, like in the in the more recent uh, past, what's the? Uh, you know, I, I went to the movies last week. Oh wow! Well, what what what? Okay. What what movie did you see? Hang on. I saw Wonder Woman. Oh, you saw Wonder Woman? I did. Uh huh. What did you think of it? Well, you know, I've got this rare affliction where I can only watch the first twenty minutes of a movie, so I had to kind of guess what happened after I had to leave. That's very strange because um, another guy who calls and called like a few weeks ago, uh, Roy Ziegler, Philly Boy Roy. Oh yeah, he has the same affliction. Oh, uh, where yeah, with uh, watching only like the first twenty or so minutes. Um, so yeah, so I guess you having only seen the first twenty minutes, what did you think of of uh, what, what what did you think Wonder Woman was about? Well, you know, I'm gonna have to guess. Go, going by the first part, the first part I, I, I did see, I'll tell you about that. It, it's the story of the most attractive soldier in the history of warfare, who I assume is on a spy mission between underwear modeling jobs. Okay. And his name is Steve Trevor. Steve. Which I'm fairly sure is the character Elvis played in the 1967 film Triple the Fun. Steve Trevor. Yes. Yeah. A real believable name. Steve Trevor. Yup. Yeah. They dug deep on that one. Yeah. They really, they, it needed to be right before they could go forward. Yes. Anywho, Steve gets shot down by the Jerry's, and he's rescued by the most attractive woman who has ever existed. And her name's Diana. Uh-huh. And she's in training to be a guardian of all that's good by a cadre of noticeably less attractive yet more athletic young women. Uh-huh. So that's all I saw. Okay. But, but I assume uh, Steve and Diane become movie stars because they're so flawless and better than everybody. Uh-huh. Well, I, they I, just look great. I have not seen the movie yet, but I'm sure... That's not that they just don't go become movie stars. I don't know where they can go. Um, I I don't know what the rest of the movie's about. I'm I'm sure there's some sort of fighting in it, though. Not them going and getting agents and getting studio. Well, screen test. Yeah, screen testing, and then just acting in like a, in in like a like a boxing picture. Or I whatever. think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they call them pictures too. That's right. Yeah. They were pictures back then. Hey, uh, I saw on Instagram that you went to see Nick Cave at the Beacon last week. Yeah, yeah. I was at the show on Wednesday, the second of the two shows. 
Oh man, what'd you think? I, I was just saying, I loved it. I, I thought it was really powerful and the band is fantastic and he, the, just the, just the amount of performing he does, it's just, it's sad. I haven't seen anybody be that charismatic. It's true, he leads it all up on stage. You know, I, I was at the other show at the Beacon. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I tell you, it was so great that Jim Scrivunos recovered much quicker than they thought he would from his injury, and he's back in the band in time for New York. That was really cool. Yeah, because up until then, uh, Roy, Philly Boy Roy, who we discussed, was actually filling in for him on percussion. Yeah, you know, Roy was at the show I saw. He was. He was, yeah, and I thought it was super cool of Nick to let Roy ring the bell at the beginning of Red Right Hand, you know, that how it starts with like, bang. Yeah, that bell. It was cool, man, but I'll, I'll tell you this too, Nick was right to have Roy removed from the stage when Roy kept changing the words in the mercy seat to, and I think my hoagie's burning, and I think my peanut shoes are melting, and I think my can of Frank's Diet Cherry just exploded. Yeah, it, Mooch, it, mucho disrespect. Kind of, especially for somebody who the words are so important to his 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 music. Yeah, for Roy, it's not. It's the words are not uh, are not just in play at the show, and you can just sing whatever you want. I know. Yeah, so Roy, uh. And that's a song they played, ev- I think, every show they've ever done. They've played that song. It's the one, sh- the one song, yeah, and he ruined it. Roy, so for that night, Roy ruined it. Although I will say, there were five guys in Flyers jerseys I saw going apes. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, they might have, uh, yeah. They might ruin it a little bit too, right? I don't know. Hey, you see, uh, you see Long Strange Trip? That's the uh, the Grateful Dead movie that's on, what is it, on Amazon? Yes. Yes, I did. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Oh, you did? Oh. You know, I- I've been unable to listen to the show the last few weeks because I've been on the road. Uh-huh. Um, can you fill me in on what I might have missed? Like, Tom, what candy bars are in your crosshairs? What can okay. What candy bars are in my crosshairs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look. Bryce, I, there's no candy bars in my crosshairs where I'm like mad about a. No, it, that, that's not fair. Okay, all right. Well, what crimes against humanity has Kevin Smith committed so far this spring? Again, I'm going to say that's that's not accurate. Or okay, there you go. Just yeah. Um, I, hold I, on. What? Okay, hold on. I want to keep it in for at least twenty seconds. Okay. You were saying? Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not even sure what I... I guess I was going to ask you what you thought of uh, Long Strange Trip, ultimately. I'd rather not talk about Kevin Smith or... Okay, okay. Well, I love the movie, but, you know, I, I, did, I did have a couple complaints. Okay. Probably the same complaints you and everybody else has. Uh-huh. Which would be First what? of all, I wish they'd had more shots of Bobby's little metal teacup and his metal teacup straw. His his little teacup. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I, I think he was sipping yerba mate out of that. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's something else. But, uh, 
he's it's just it's a it's a weird presentational thing with him. It is. And I'll tell you, man, he does march to the beat of his own cutoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's look his. I, okay, I, I want to hear what else your pro. What other problems are? Well, the second big one was there was no mention of Mickey's dad taking off with all the band's money. Mickey's dad taking all the band's money. Yes, yeah, he was their manager. Uh huh. Kind of early on, he absconded out of the country with the money, and I heard Jerry was so mad he tried to stab him with alligator. He tried. To, you heard Jerry was mad at Mickey's father for for taking off with the money that he did what? He tried to stab him with alligator. With alligator. Do I have to take you to Jerry's act school? Like an alligator? I mean, like, where would he even get an alligator? Listen, man, I thought you were a, a true head, no? I'm not. Oh, man. So he would try to... I'm beginning to rethink this friendship. Like an, like, like an alligator, like a trained, like a crocodile? No, listen up, man. Any head knows that Jerry had, had an arsenal of guitars that he loved, and they all had cool names. There was Wolf, of course, you know. But the first one was Alligator. It was a gift from Graham Nash. Oh, okay. So we tried to spear him with the headstock of Alligator. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't know that Jerry named all his guitars. Well, now you know. Yeah, well, now I know. Yeah. It's hey, ama- you know, amazing I, I, they couldn't fit that into cut of the movie. They couldn't fit that into a four-hour movie, though. Amazingly not. <laughs> yeah. That, hey, this guy names his guitars. No room yes. for that. But, okay, go ahead. I cut you off there, uh, Brian. Well, there was Tiger also. There was Rosebud. What else? There was uh, a Lightning Bolt, of course. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, I was about to say, I saw it the movie, and the final edit left out this one scene where they're all sitting backstage at Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. And they're arguing over which one of them is the most insufferable. Wait, so the band is arguing with each other. Yes. About who's more insufferable, and they're saying, like, hey, man, you're more insufferable. You're no, driving they're, me they're nuts. trying to claim it. Oh, they're trying to going, claim it. I'm the most insufferable man. I'm classically trained and I won't let anyone forget it, man. Oh, so they're, they're, they're taking that as like a point of pride. Yes, yes. Wow. I didn't Billy, know. Billy's going, hey man, I'm the one that looks like he doesn't even care while he's playing for the entire three hour set. Man, oh, I, did, I wish that scene was in the movie. And at one point, John Barlow and Robert Hunter, the lyricists? Yeah. They come in and they argue the case that they're worse than anyone in the band. So, so there's a scene in the movie where everyone, all of the principal members of the Grateful Dead yes. are arguing over trying to take claim of being the most insufferable member of the band. Yes, and then their old manager comes in, Sam Cutler, and he goes, no, man, it's me. Man, this is a crazy... Well, first of all, I think Mike's going to have a heart attack out there. I've never heard him react so stunned by a scene. Can, can you tell Mike to yeah. sit back? Yeah. Mike, pull, sit back. Pull sit, out a J. Sit back, pull out a J. Light it up. Light it up. And then stub it out on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's stub. I'm not going to tell him that. Part. I'm into making people do crazy S. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, you're a real, uh, 
You're a real character. I sure am, and, and if you saw my stand-up act, you'd know. If I saw what? My stand-up act. Your sta- wait, what stand-up act are you Mine! Doing? I'm Captain Laughs, man! Captain Laughs. Like Captain Trips, right? That, that was Jerry's nickname. Sure. Captain, okay, you're Captain Laughs. I am, and I'm part of the Titans of Tie-Dye Comedy Tour. Hold on, okay. What, what is the name of this tour? Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. The Titans of Tie-Dye. The Titans of Tie-Dye. Yes. Uh-huh. What is the Titans of Tie-Dye Comedy Tour? It's exactly like the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, but with bushels of guns. Oh. And who, who, who else is in this? It sounds like it's a group of comedians. Well, yeah, there, there's uh, there's five others. There's me and there's uh, Shakedown Sean, uh, Loose Lucy, Wolf Rat Ron, Estimated Laughter, and Skull F. Oh, wow. I like how you groan all the time. It's like you're really into what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I apologize. You're right. That's not polite. No, but man, let, get down. Let me be, okay, I look, fair enough. Let me, let me be, win. I'd love to be won over by this. Can you, um, like, if, if you're doing this, can you give me a sample of what you do on stage? Like, uh, give me a, a couple jokes? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so he, all right. Hey, everybody, this Trump impeachment is taking longer than Bob took to tune before the first set, Providence, July 2nd, 77. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Okay. Uh, you want more? Yes, please. All right. Hey, you guys, the weed smoke at Merriweather Post April 681 during Franklin's Tower was thicker than Mark Wahlberg's arms in these new AT&T commercials. Right. He's got those thick arms. Yeah, he's very muscular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, hey, you guys, what's slower and less interesting? The Michael McKeon parts of Better Call Saul or the Road Jimmy from Pine Knob, May 22nd, 79? So, this is, so it's topical. Like, you got any, okay, are you, are you, any more you want to do before I comment here? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got one more. You know, everybody, we got to do something about the food we're giving our kids at school. Yeah. Today, my kid brought home a cheese sandwich from the cafeteria, and it was more processed than the sound of Brent's electric piano. It was more processed than the sound of Brett's electric piano. Yeah. Um, look, I got to say, Bryce, in the scheme of things, these jokes are 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 not bad. This, you're, this is... This is all right. It's all right. Maybe you know. I get. I get what you're going for. Well, that, I, I take that as a compliment because I consider you, uh, you know, a comedian. Oh, well, th- thank you. Yeah. Hey, w- would you help me come up with some jokes? You mean for your act? Yeah, yeah. Like off the top of your head, would you have any? I could probably do this. 
I mean, they're not okay. Let me try. Let me. Yeah, let me let me think. Just I'll do some. I'll try some basic. All right. Okay. You want to take a hit first? No. Mike, no. let let Tom have a pool. No, that's all right, Mike. Uh, Mike doesn't. Mike's not having a pull anyway of anything. Oh, is he vaping? No, he's not vaping. Um. Okay. Here you go. Edibles. Mike, you doing edibles? He's all right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, how many deadheads does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. Uh, hey man, are we sure we really even want to screw in a light bulb? I mean, cause, I mean, I guess, I guess I w- I'd like to put the bulb in, but you know, no one's a leader here. You know, that's the whole point of this thing, man. We got, we should make sure everyone's cool with the idea of the bulb getting screwed in before I put it in. Sounds like Jerry. Sounds like Jerry. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. That's what that is. That's Jerry. I like that. I like yeah. that. No one's in charge. Yet yeah. everybody pays the consequences. No, not everybody. They get to go off in their limo. Yeah, but they leave behind uh, trail uh, carnage <laughs> and with with uh, a, a pack of bikers still looking for trouble. That's right, man. See you guys later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go back to Marin. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. All right. What did Bob Weir get on his IQ test? Oh man, he's really smart. What did Bob Weir get on his IQ test? Barbecue sauce. Oh, man. Probably got it on his iPod shirt, too. It's, he's got a giant bushy beard, an iPod shirt, and cutoffs. It seems to be the go-ahead, the, the, the look with him. Whatever works, man. Whatever yeah. works. Oh, give me one more. One more. Okay. This is, um, I don't know, man. Uh, let me think. All right. What? Well, why? Uh, do? Uh, what if I did like across the road kind of? Okay. Why did Mickey Hart cross the road? I don't know. Um, uh, because drums, uh, space was about to start. All right, that's not. That was my least favorite. I yeah, gotta be. That honest. one was a little, uh, a little softer. Yeah. I gotta own it. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I'll tell you, for the most part, they were really solid, man. And I will say, you are a total badass. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean going by the, the 2017 Funk and Wagnalls definition of that word. Of of badass? Yeah. And what what is the definition of, of... I think I got it right here. Hang on. Uh, badass, one who completes a given task at a moderate level of competence. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I guess that kind of, I guess badass is being thrown around very liberally lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's being, it's a little diluted. Oh my god, my, my kid's crossing guard is a total badass. Okay, cause no one, cause the traffic keeps moving. Yep. And the people get across the street without getting run over. Yep. Okay. Hey, you know, man, I would love to have you write for my GDN laugher. <laughs> Uh, uh, hold, hold on. What, your, your what? My GDN laugher. What is, G, first of all, what is GDN? The Grateful Dead Network. Okay, now, what is the Grateful Dead Network? It's only the latest venture that Bill, Phil, Mickey, and Bob got going. All Grateful Dead related programming. 
all the time, twenty four seven, man. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like one of those channels on like like satellite radio on series like the Beatles channel or like uh, Jimmy Buffett, where they just play Grateful Dead music all the time. No, man, get the hacky sack out of your ears, dude. It's all Grateful Dead television programming. Oh, huh. hey, hold. So there's a Grateful Dead TV network. Yes. Like, what on earth could be on the GDN? Oh man, got an hour. Um, I'd okay. Well, just tell me. A I'll, I'll just things. give you a few, all right? Yeah, please. All right. Well, there's this great show. It's called Donna Gotcha. Donna Gotcha's Gotcha. What was that? It's called Donna Gotcha. Donna Gotcha's Gotcha. Don, I have no idea what you're saying. Well, you know who Donna Gotcha is, right? Donna Gotchalk, right? Yeah. The she was a singer. Yeah, and the dad, yeah. She's also in the backup uh, chorus on Tweet Home Alabama. Oh, okay. That's a fun fact, yeah. Anyway, she's got a show where she talks about the Bible and all that spiritual stuff. So it's called Donna... Donna Gotcha, like, I gotcha! Donna Gotcha. Exclamation point, and then Donna God Show's God Show. Donna Gotcha, Donna God Show's God Show. Yes! Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, very, just very breezy. Yeah. What else is, uh, there's the dead nightly news. What? Like a news show? Yeah, it's like regular news, but they also have these really cool, you know, uh, exposés. Like, like, um, what would be an expose? Well, like, they've been airing this five-part hard-hitting expose on how the quality of Dr. Seuss hats has gone way downhill, man. Okay. Yeah. What else? Uh, uh, Bill Walton sports bong? Bill Walton sports bong. Yes. That's a sports show, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, he's a noted deadhead. Yes. He's probably the biggest, most well-known deadhead out there. Yeah, because he doesn't stop. Next Tell to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a deadhead? Yeah. I did not. That's news to me. Anyway, Bill Walton, he's covering this year's Dead Olympics. Uh -huh. Okay, the Dead Olympics, which I'm Yeah, so many cool events. Like what? Well, you know, hacky sack, rope leash climbing, running from cops. <laughs> That's the Dead Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the, oh, there's this great show called Dead Children. Oh, that sounds... Dead Children. That sounds terrible. No, man, it's just the opposite of that last word you said. Uh-huh. What is it, then? What's the word? No, though I said terrible. Awesome. I mean, I, awesome. I, I could have said any word. I could have said, so cool. could have, I could have said awful or terrible or horrible. Say awesome sauce for me once. Awesome sauce. I love that word. I wish it was in more commercials. It does appear in commercials a fair amount. It does. Anyway, um, Dead Children, it's a cartoon show that gets kids into the dead. That's why it's called Dead Children. Oh, okay. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like what? And, and it's got all these cartoon characters, but they're all characters from, like, dead album covers, like the dumb tourist. The giant, the giant shoe with the hole in it, the bears, skeletons, terrapins. Uh-huh. So these are the characters in this cartoon show. 
Yeah, yeah, and the characters, you know, they recommend what shows the kids should get into, what concerts, you know, how to tape. They tell the kids what strains to avoid. Oh, that's terrible. What strains to avoid? Yeah, the kids got to know that stuff. Well, kids don't have to know that also. Sure they do. No, they don't. Oh, yeah, there's also a great cooking show called Hood Eatin'. Good, good Eatin'? No, Hood Eating. Hood eating. Yes. Hood eating? Yes. What does that mean? Well, on the show, they show you all the cool things that you can cook using just the heat of your van engine. Oh. Yes. That's disgusting. No, it's great, man. And Connor Gravy's the best host. Well, what's his name? Connor Gravy. Why? Uh, Connor Gravy? Yes. Who is Connor Gravy? Gravy <laughs> Gravy's great grandson. Connor. Yes. He's so cool. Uh huh. <laughs> he sounds cool. Yeah, he even had all his teeth pulled. Full of markers tipped over. Yep. Um, and my show, Wait, Uncle oh, Doobie and the Touchhead, that's going to be the cornerstone show on Thursday night's Cool White Dreads block of programming. You have a show. I do. Uncle Doobie <laughs> and the Touchhead. What is, what, Bryce, pray tell, what is Uncle Doobie and the Touchhead? I'm sorry, but we're talking, and I just, I have a few questions. What is Uncle Doobie and the Touchhead about? All right, well, it takes place in 1988, and it's the story of an old-school deadhead named Uncle Doobie. And Uncle Doobie's been following the band since the acid tests. Uh Uncle Doobie mashed skulls at Altamont with moose and hog face. Okay. And when Uncle Doobie's brother gets decapitated in a horrific car accident, his nephew Trent is sent to live with him. And Trent, who's now a trustafarian, he fancies himself a deadhead, but he only knows their new album in the dark and the hit Touch of Grey. Oh, so he's the touch head. Yes. Okay, I I guess I'm figuring out what that means. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so they're constantly butting heads over all kinds of stuff. Like what? Well, like, you know, who's going to buy the box of XL2S to record this week's shows? Um, whose turn it is to wash the tie-dyes? Who's making the run down to Tijuana to pick up the microdot they're going to cut with rat poison to rip off unsuspecting concert goers? Stuff like that. Oh, God. That's terrible. Why would they cut it with rat poison? Because that's what you do. <laughs> I don't know why. Cool. Why would you choose? You could cut it with anything. Like why a poison? I don't know. <laughs> so that's what that show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be. Great. It's great though. Sam Elliott is playing Uncle Doobie, and Reese Witherspoon is playing Trent. Re- Reese Witherspoon. Yes. 
Okay. Her favorite movie is Clifford. Yeah. And she wants to try her hand at playing a young boy. Okay. She's 4'8", so it totally works. All right. Okay. Yeah. Is... But I'll tell you, man, Sam Elliott, he's got the look, but we had to overdub his voice because it's not deep enough. His voice isn't deep enough. No. His voice is so deep already. Well, it's not deep enough, so I don't know if you know this, but in captivity, yeah. there's a Sasquatch. So he's been doing the the, the, the voice work. You're, you're burying the lead there on this whole thing. I had no idea Sasquatch was in captivity. Oh, yeah, that's a call for another time. I guess, it, I guess I'll have to learn about that next time. Yeah, you will. Hey, you know, Mike has a show, too. Mike, AP Mike? Yes! On this Grateful Dead Network? Yes! What is that show called? Well, it, it, it's a ballroom com drum called Chiku's. Okay, what what is Chiku's about? All right, well, there's a bar in Bayonne, New Jersey called Chiku's, okay? Uh-huh. And it's the kind of place where everybody knows your strain. Ugh. Of, of weed, yeah, okay. You thought I was going to say everyone knows your name, like the program Cheers? Oh, no, I'm totally with you here, oh, Bryce. Oh, okay, okay. It's not... So, anyway, it used to be a bar that the construction workers used to hang out at after their shifts. Yeah. But in 71, a bus full of deadheads broke down in front. Yeah. After seeing the Capitol Theater show on February 21st. Okay. And so the deadheads got out, and they crashed for a while. And one of the passengers was this guy named Michael. And he was destined for law school, but he saw that the bar needed a bartender, so he took the job. Now it's 46 years later, and Michael is now Mike, the salty, dead-loving owner of Chiku's. The deadheads still hang out at the bar along with scattered refuse and dregs of society that populate Bayonne. You know, real creeps. Yeah, yeah, real creeps. But Mike's still hoping in the back of his mind that someday he'll get that law degree. But right now he's too busy pouring beer and selling weed and harder drugs as well as weapons and a bunch of other illegal goods out the back door of Chiku's. Oh, so okay, so it's like Cheers, but in Bayonne with a bar that caters to deadheads and construction workers and creeps and creeps refuse and Mike. If but the thing is, it takes place now. So Mike on this show is like sounds like he must be in like his seventies. Yeah. So does he have to wear like old man makeup or something? No, it's Mike. It's Mike. So he just Mike as Mike. Yes, I'm. I'm just busting at these. <laughs> oh, what do you think of that, Mike? I said I was busting at these. I didn't mean it. Oh no. Yeah, well, you better Mike watch out. Mike already smashed me with a bong once. Yeah, you're gonna get it now. Oh no. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, you know, speaking of the idiot box. Yeah. You see that MSNBC show? All the president's men revisited. All the president's men. Re I did not. Uh, I did not. Okay, I was in the middle of answering, but you didn't see it. No, I didn't. Is uh, is it is it good? Oh, it's really good. Yeah, and you know that eighteen minute gap in the Watergate tapes. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the tapes that were subpoenaed, there was like an eighteen minute, eighteen minutes that are missing 
that uh, Nixon's secretary says uh, it was uh, her fault. No, man, that's a flagrant crock. She was covering for him. Covering for who? For Nixon. Okay. Yeah, see, Haldeman and Nixon, they were listening to early demos of what was going to become Wake of the Flood during those 18 minutes. Hold on, what? Yeah. They were laying on the floor of the Oval Office just cranking it. Listening to listening to Wake of the Flood demos. Yeah. That sounds insane. I, I can't. No, man, I heard it. I don't. I don't know if I believe that. No, it's true, man. And that, that's what you, that's what was going on during that. Yes, yes. And Nixon's going on about how important this album's going to be for the dead. It's the first studio album after three live ones in a row. It's going to be the first record on their own label. And he had this really bad feeling that it was going to be the first album without Pigpen. Okay. Oh, man, Nixon loved Big Ben. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't ever photographed with it, but Nixon had this cowboy hat just like Big Ben's. Really? Oh, yeah, he'd wear it and blow harp at the end of long days. Huh, okay, this is, uh, okay, shocking. I know, man. I'll tell you, he was not into Keith and Donna, though. Nixon didn't like Keith and Donna got chalk. No, man. Uh-huh. Because they joined, what, around like 71, Yeah, a little bit before that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but at one point, Haldeman says, no, man, you got to give them a chance. But Nixon goes, look, man, if I want to see a freaky couple acting like Stone Neanderthals, I'll watch Karen Black and Peter Fonda tripping balls in New Orleans. Uh-huh. It was the first known utterance of tripping balls, Tom. Was Nixon saying it? Yes. Wow. Anything else? Yeah, and then Nixon starts critiquing the music. Okay. He's saying like, man, John, there's no songs on this thing. Where's the trucking? Where's the box of rain? And at one point, Haldeman points out just how sublime Jerry's guitar picking is on Mississippi half-step uptown doodle Uh-huh. And Nixon yells, look, man, if I want to hear great technical playing, I'll put on my Vishnu or Beck's Bolero. Jerry shines brightest in the context of a memorable song, and this is Pablum. I I can't believe Nixon even had heard of the dead, let alone knew all of this, like, a minutia. Oh, yeah, he kept tabs on everything. He had to be aware of the counterculture, man. And I'll tell you, he was genuinely worried about the MC5. Really? Oh, yeah. He slept with a machete in case John Sinclair came into his bedroom. Nixon, in the White House, yes. still slept with a machete. Yes, and it did happen once. John Sinclair? Yes. Came into the White House. Yes, they all got on each other's shoulders. Dennis Thompson and Wayne Kramer and Rob, Rob Tyner. They all got, it was like a human pyramid, and then John Sinclair got up and he got in the window. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I guess his fears were justified then. They were. So, yeah, it's the same thing with Reagan. Remember how he was so worried about hardcore punk? I, I didn't, but... Oh, yeah. There's that famous quote of his... I think the I think this is the end, Nancy. Biafra's got my number. You know, a few years ago, a caller actually brought that up. 
something a lot explaining the it's kind of famous the Reagan uh, hardcore punk stuff. Yeah. So I just got to ask you this missing eighteen minutes. Yeah. Is like in all of history, that's like probably the most sought out after recording. How, how on earth did you hear it? Relics put it out on a flexi. Relics. Relics magazine. Yes. The Grateful Dead magazine. Yes. Put a flexi disc out that had the 18 minutes on it. Yeah, long out of print. Uh-huh. I lost mine. Uh-huh. I didn't really lose it. I sold it for weed. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. I did not. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, speaking of politics, you see Kushner spoke publicly for the first time yesterday. I heard something about that, yeah. You know why he never speaks, right? Why is that? Because he's always too baked to talk. Because he's too baked to talk? Yes, and that's why so many strains of weed have Kush in the name. Uh Uh-huh. I I don't know if I can believe that at all. It's true. he, He seems so, he seems like one of the straightest guys ever. No, man, total head. Jared Kushner. Total head. Really? Oh, yeah. We see each other all the time at, like, Ween or Dumpster Funk shows. He's cool. You see... You see... You run into Jared Kushner at Ween shows. I do, yeah. Uh-huh. We hang. We hack. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, he's the one who recommended me for head of the DEA. Wait, what, what was that? I said he's the one who recommended me for head of the DEA. The DEA. Yeah, I didn't tell you that. I forgot. I'm the new head of the DEA. You are the head of the DEA now. Yes. I I, I can't believe this. Google it. Okay. I, I'm going to... Hold on. Google Bryce Prefontaine DEA. Oh my God, you're 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 telling the truth, right? Trump taps Prefontaine to helm DEA. This is the New York Times. There's a picture of you and everything. Yeah. Well, I got it, Bryce. I stand corrected. You are, are apparently the new head of the DEA. Well, I like who better to be in charge of the stash than the stash master, right? Uh-huh, okay. Oh, I'm trying to get them to call me the Stash Master General. Okay, well, hey, Bryce, can I just ask you, you, um, you know what the DEA does, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, okay. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know, t- today's my first day on the job, and my office in D.C. isn't ready, so I'm getting up to speed at, at my pad here in Newbridge. And I'll tell you, I got a boogie in a sec. Uh-huh. Uh, see, I'm, I'm watching a group of our agents. They're about to do a big, a big raid. I'm watching it via closed-circuit TV, just like when Obama and that chick watched Bin Laden eat lead. The chick? Yeah. You mean Hillary Clinton? I think. Yeah, you think. Okay, yeah. well, I can confirm it. That's who you meant. Okay. That's, uh, it's a well, anyway, anyway they've been working oh, on anyway. getting this guy for months now. He's a really, really bad dude. Uh-huh. 
super bad. Like he's El Chapo kind of kind of level. Sells tons of weed, shrooms, acid, coke, you name it. Wow. So you're wa- you're watching this in 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 real time. Yeah. In real time. This is this is amazing. I know, man. Oh man, this poor sap. He has no idea what he's in for. Wow. That, that that's the kind of thing that, that it's crazy to see that these actions take place what's that that's my street wait that's my vw van wait that's my giant yurt wait that's me oh man cruz set me up Oh, man, I, I got to get rolling. Yep. Luckily, I've got the world's largest toilet. Time to start flushing. Hey, Bryce, are you okay? Oh, man, I can't get in fast enough. I can't get in fast enough. Wait, are you flushing yourself? to your fingers, I don't want you to move. Do you have any weapons or sharp objects on your person that are going to poke me? No. Nothing at all? No. Sir, I'm going to pat you down right now. I need you to tell me if you have anything on your person that you shouldn't have. Listening to Best Show Best. Much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, of course John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer, and uh, yeah, you, the Best Show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net. And support the best show, patreon.com slash the best show. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.